the wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, bestie, it's Cami Crawford. Relationships are hard. And that's why I'm here. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in every Friday for new episodes. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. Okay, friends. So I have to be real with you for a second here. Before you start listening to this episode, I just want you to know that there has been an update. Okay. There has been a glitch in the matrix. Things have changed. Progressions have been made. All right. Today's episode is all about the art of online dating. We have Alyssa Deneen on today. She's a stylist and founder of Style My Profile and the author of The Art of Online Dating. And She's awesome. We're going to get into like the entire thing about dating profiles and dating apps and all that jazz. But I mentioned several times during this episode that I'm afraid of dating apps and that I think somebody's going to kill me. Here's the update. Your girl, your girl is on a dating app. Yeah. Mic drop. And she even went on some dates. Okay. Things have changed. So if you hear me say that shit, you ain't hear me say that shit because I didn't say that shit. All right. You hear me say anything crazy about dating apps? You didn't. I have several thoughts about dating apps at this point. We're going to have to do a part two to this really with me just doing, you know, my ramblings on. Um, But I just had to give this disclaimer prior to um, because, like I said, there have been progressions. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the episode because Alyssa's still got amazing advice for y'all and for me. Obviously, I needed it. Welcome back to the show. It is your host, Kevin Crawford, of course. And today I am joined by Alyssa Deneen, stylist and founder of Style My Profile and author of The Art of Online Dating. Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you on. One, because you sent me your book, which I was like, oh my God, we have to have this woman on the show if she knows the art of online dating. But I get asked questions all the time about online dating, because I host the show Catfish, obviously. 
But mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. think that I'm some kind of online dating expert when I, in reality, I've never had a dating profile in my life because I've never been single when the profile thing was like a thing. So I don't right, even know anything right. about it. So I'm like, we have to have Alyssa on because <laughs> I know nothing. Okay. <laughs> I know nothing. Right. So what can you tell us? I guess what is kind of like the overarching thought that you have about online dating in this particular era and, you know, how it's kind of changed the dating game? Yeah. I mean, really more and more I hear over and over again from clients who come to me, like, I really thought I was going to meet someone in person. I really thought that was going to work for me. And I think just more and more people are realizing that it's mostly online now, unless you're lucky enough to, you know, have a job where you meet somebody or you're in college, of course, it's different. But in my age group and, and, you know, basically over than 30, I think over 30, you're just really reliant on online dating, especially since the pandemic too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I think even, you know, I know so many people in their twenties, my sister is in college. She's a junior in college. And she was telling me last year when she was a sophomore that her and her friends were on hinge and like getting on these profiles. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's scary out there. But even my friends in their twenties and thirties, are on dating profiles and like, it's something totally normal, but I feel like we're getting younger and younger. I do feel like, you know, back in the day when I heard about people being on like match.com or Christian mingle or like, you mm -hmm. know, black people meet, it was like mostly people in their late thirties, but now the age is getting younger and younger for people being on yeah. apps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have clients as young as 20 and believe it or not, my oldest client, I just talked to a woman. She's going to work with me. She's 85. Oh, so I, and every, <laughs> it's every age in between. So I really have a lot of, yeah, older clients too, who are, it's so interesting. I feel like you are a badass for wanting to get out there at, at 85. Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. What would be yeah. like your difference in advice for a 20 something compared to the advice that you give to your 85 year old client? I mean, honestly, a lot of it is the same. I mean, as far as getting your profile looking the way it should and making sure you have great photos. And I feel like obviously the younger people understand photos and have more selfies just by nature of growing up with that. So, you know, the photo thing is, is tricky for them to get a hang of, but it's all really the same advice as far as what your profile should look like and how your bio should represent you. And also just really the rejection is all the same feelings too. It's interesting. You think like the older you get, things wouldn't affect you as much, but people feel that like sting of rejection just as much as they do when they're 25. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because for me, you know, even now I'm single and I've never been on a dating app. And so I have been talking to like my sisters and my friends and I'm like, is this what I should do? Like, what do I, what do I do? And actually my sister, you know who you are. She said to me yesterday when I was like, oh, what about like Raya? Raya sounds cool. People are on that. Should I get on that? And she was like, I hate to tell you, you're not like dating profile material. She was like, you're too famous to be on a dating app. I was like, that's not true. I was like, I'm first of all, I'm not famous at all. But secondly, John Mayer is on there. Right. Yeah. No, Raya actually is where, you know, people like you are on. Everybody does go on there at least to try it out, I think, you know. So, yeah, yeah I was on Raya for a little bit, too, when I it was when back when normal people could get, yeah. <laughs> get on there. <laughs> I was not famous, but I basically back then you just had to be like in fashion or a creative type or uh -huh. something. 
Um, it wasn't so like celebrity oriented. But the thing about Raya, though, and I hear this still from clients and friends that are on there, a lot of people say it's more like a networking mm. platform. Mm-hmm. I called it sort of window shopping. Yeah. Know? People weren't really reaching out to make dates. It was just kind of looking at attractive, famous people. (laughs) Yeah. And trying to like, see who's on there. I agree with that. I think that that's probably true. But my sister was just like, you wouldn't like it because she knows I'm such like an in-person kind of person. She was like, you're, you're not going to like the dating app scene. She's on, she's on a few of them. (laughs) Like all of my sisters for the most part have at least tried it except for the youngest two because they're 15 years old. But all of my friends, like everyone that I know has tried it. And, you know, some people have had success. I know some people who've gotten married off of apps. For me, yeah, I have yeah. this like constant fear that I'm going to meet someone on an app and they're going to murder me. And that's because I listen to a lot of true crime. <laughs> so how that, do that's you... That's so 10 years ago. That doesn't really, that doesn't right. really happen anymore. Right. But what are your like safety now, tips? Well, actually, I mean, I went on almost a hundred dates in two, a little over two years. So I was like very, very active (laughs) and I feel very proud and happy about this. I only had to block one person (gasps) out of all those people. What happened? And and it was just because he was like annoyed with me and and was like calling all the time. He was mad at me. And so I was like, you know, whatever, I don't need to deal with that. But it wasn't like I felt like I was in danger or anything. It was more just annoyance. But you know, I think that happens less and less. What I actually, the one thing that people do need to be careful about is scammers mm. trying to scam people. That doesn't really happen to, you You know, your age or like basically younger than 60. It doesn't really happen, but they definitely prey on older people that may not know that that's happening. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I've, I've heard some, some bad stories about that actually. Same here because, you know, catfishing, it, it goes hand in hand. And I've heard so many stories of like right. people in their 60s and up that are getting, you know, reached out to by these guys who say that they are, you know, stationed overseas and they're in the military and they need $5,000 so that they can get whatever calling card bullshit. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. But, you know, older people who may not be that like tapped into, you know, today's world and social media and all of that, like they don't think like they're sweet old people. They think (laughs) they think these people are genuine. Yeah. It's yeah. So I mean, I, I had one client, a man in his, I would say seventies and he got scammed really badly. He came to me afterwards. So I, I wasn't working with him at the time, but he basically fell in love with this woman who supposedly lived in Italy. And she was, I think she said she was in her forties or something. And they had a text only relationship for I think close to a year. It was like 10 months or something. And he was just sending her all this money because she was saying like, oh, I, my mom fell and she needs to have this emergency Uh, surgery. And I I promise I'll be able to pay you back. And it was like all this stuff. And he said his daughter was like telling him like, stop sending money. This is not real. This is not a real person. Yeah. No, we're in love. She was like, well, has he ever, she ever offered to have a FaceTime call with you? And she's like, no, her phone's broken. Oh, poor sugar. <laughs> like, it sounds like an episode. He needs to come on over to my show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, it, and it really does happen. And it's like the people that, are, like you said, they're not as savvy with, you know, they may not even know that these things actually happen. Yeah, you know, so. totally. Friend, if you get breakouts, you've probably tried a lot of treatments that haven't made the difference that you're looking for. You may not want to take antibiotics, and you're probably disappointed with harsh teenage products. 
Finally, there's Glad Skin, a solution that supports healthy, balanced skin. How nice would it be to no longer stress about breakouts? That's why Glad Skin is here to help. Glad Skin is a new category of skin blemish treatment that works differently than any plant-based or drug-based product you've tried before because Glad Skin is based on the nature of healthy skin. Inflammatory blemishes and acne-prone skin are caused by an imbalance in the skin's microbiome which is a fancy, fancy word for everything that Gladskin knows about. That's why they developed a revolutionary protein called microbalance to restore the natural balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on the skin. Gladskin blemish gel works without harsh ingredients, so it's gentle from day one. And I have super sensitive skin besties, so this is very, very important to me. She can't be having anything harsh on the skin. But Gladskin's products have been helping people in Europe for years and are now available in the U.S. Plus, there's a 60-day guarantee. And right now, Gladskin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash cami. That's gladskin.com slash cami for 15% off plus free shipping. gladskin.com slash cami. All right, we're feeling good. Our skin is looking bomb. So let's get back to the show. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. <laughs> See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. Well, so how did you get yeah. into this? How did you go from styling to being a dating expert? Well, so I was in a relationship with my ex-husband for 18 years, and we split up when I was in my early 40s, and we had met just after college. So it was like before dating apps or cell phones or texting or anything. So when I became single again and no one would set me up with anybody, <laughs> I was like, I guess I have to go online. And that's another thing too. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's different when you're maybe younger and famous, but do people want to set you up with somebody? Oh my God. <laughs> that has been happening so often recently that someone's like, Oh, oh, I want to hook great. you up with so-and-so. And I'm like, who is it? And it is never usually my type. So I'm just kind of like, and I don't even know, I guess I do have a type, but not really. But I'm just like, this is who you think that I should be with? Like, this is, this is, this is where we're going. And that is why nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Because they're afraid of like setting you up with somebody that they're going to, you're going to be like, what? Or they're yeah. going to be like, why her? You know, whatever. So yeah, I got set up one time by a friend and it didn't work out. So I mm. went online and all my friends were married. I was the first out of any of my friends to get divorced. So I really was completely clueless. And I, I asked a friend who had been single for a long time and off and on in relationships and off and on in the apps. And she, you know, was like, Oh, you know, basically just give me your phone. I'm going to upload some photos. She like downloaded Tinder, uploaded a few photos. She's like, you don't need a bio. There you go. And she was kind of like, so blase about it. And I yeah. felt like, you know, like a kid, I got home and I was just like, what do I do? I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> she didn't really explain anything past that. Yeah. So there was just like a major learning curve and I had no idea what I was doing. And I, you know, coming from a fashion and photo background, 
I was an art director too for photo shoots. You know, I obviously could get the photo thing pretty much situated and was able to, you know, practice some selfies for a few nights and that was fine. I got that down. Yeah. But, you know, the the messaging and what to write on your bio and all of that and making dates and showing up and, you know, not feeling like you're tongue-tied and, yeah. you know, it was just all of that was so nerve-wracking. So I think that it was just this huge learning curve. And all the while I kept thinking, I can't be the only person who's new to this, who doesn't, you know, who's like, feels like they are lost. You know, it's like learning another language. So anyway, I was very diligent. Like I said, I went out with a lot of different people. I was very proactive. I mean, definitely had my bad experiences and went off for a while and went back on. But I finally met my partner. We've been together for five years and we met on Tinder, which is like the one I started with. And yeah, we ended up meeting on there. And yes, I I feel and once I met him, we and he really, you know, found out what what I do for a living. We were like, oh, God, we should go back on and just like, you know, ask people if they want to be styled you yeah. know, because it was all these, a lot of divorced people for us, you know, like that really hadn't, hadn't been out there in the world, you know, of dating in so long. And they really could use some, like a makeover revamp situation. Yeah. When we were talking about that, I was like, that has to exist. You know, I mean, that ha- people have to be doing that. And at the time, this was four years ago, it did not actually, I think it was almost five years ago now. It did not exist. Now more and more people are are doing that. But yeah, so we started Style My Profile and and then the rest is history. I love that. <laughs> so, I love that because it's yeah. so true. And I'm seeing more and more about it on TikTok specifically where, you know, people mostly like millennials because I'm probably on millennial, millennial TikTok borderlining Gen Z because I try to stay tapped into, you know, the young people's culture. Right. But I have been seeing a lot where people are like posting videos of their dating profile being like, okay, can anyone give me some tips? Like, what do you think about this is my main picture? And this is like what I say that, you know, you can make me laugh if blah, blah, blah. Or like you got my heart if you mm-hmm. could da, 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 da. So what are your main tips for having a really attractive dating profile on any app? Well, I mean, I think it's really important to to tell a story through your photos about yourself, you know, so I think that just making sure you have like a variation of, you know, you're kind of more casual and down to earth and hanging out and maybe something more dressy and you're out and about and with friends out, you know, on the town doing something active or, you know, a hobby type thing is always a good one because it's good for conversation starting, you know, definitely that gets conversations going, but, you know, really it's, it's about having like really clear in focus, natural light is always best. If you, you know, unless you really know what you're doing, you know, just really focusing on the quality of the photo too, because I think that so many people overlooked that and they just put, I mean, I see it all the time, like just grainy photos that are, you know, not even really that clear. And when you, you think about how many people are online now, people are swiping through like hundreds of profiles, Mm -hmm. you know, in a a sitting. So you really want to stand out. And now, I mean, people who have been online dating for a long time, I mean, they won't even swipe right on you if you have terrible photos. And, you know, I mean, what's common for like, you know, a lot of people that have never done this, they only put one photo up thinking that's okay. You know, like no. they're obviously <laughs> much research yeah. <laughs> yes. that literally like nobody's going to swipe right on you if you only have one photo because you're either like married or 
that's not actually you. Yeah. Or, right. Or reasons. But a lot of people that don't know what they're doing do that. And so then they're wondering why they, they don't. And I'm, I'm talking about all ages too. I, I've had clients that are, you know, in their twenties even do that. So mm. really just making sure you have like the full amount of photos that you can, you know, and telling like curating it a, a bit and telling a story about yourself. Yeah. No, I think that that's super important because if we think of just like social media in general, I'm not even going to follow you if you only have one picture up on your profile. Like (laughs) I just feel like there's no point. Like it's, it's almost like a waste of time, but some people may think that putting a million pictures up is a waste of time. I've also seen people talking about, you know, like how sexy should my profile picture be? Or like, should I be smiling Mm -hmm. in my profile picture? Which I'm a smile and eyes person. Like I like to be able to see if you have on sunglasses in your profile picture. I've never been on a dating app, but I can imagine that I'll be like, they're dishonest. Like the Scorpio in me is going to be like, they lie. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, really, you should have maybe at, at maximum one photo with sunglasses on and the rest definitely not for sure. Yeah. And I think that, like you said, just making sure that you're, you're showing your personality to some extent. And if you do want to, you know, you have to think about who you want to attract Mm -hmm. too. And if you do want to attract the type of person that, you know, wants somebody super sexy, then sure, put up all sexy photos. You know, like, I think it depends on what you want. I mean, I've had clients come to me saying, you know, I only have men message me, you know, making sexual comments or references. And I looked at her profile and it's because she was wearing like all of her photos, every single one were super sexy. Yeah. And she was like making, you know, fish kissy faces at the camera and, you know, like, okay, these look great. These are, you know, they show that side of you, but you're not showing any other side of you. Yeah. And she didn't want to just attract that, you know, she wanted to attract a partner. Right. So I think it's just really important to remember that I think women, you know, we've been taught to some degree that like, oh, men want sexy, men want sexy, but not a lot of men do actually want just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I usually, I have my clients go through an exercise of like writing down, what do you want in somebody else? Mm. Like what type of person are you actually looking for? And actually writing down qualities and not just qualities, but also like, you know, how you want to feel around them too. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause those things can go south very, very quickly. If you're and it's not even like, oh, you're you're asking for that kind of attention, but people's minds go where they go and they don't know you in real life. So they mm-hmm. can only judge by what they see. And we all judge. So like you can't even act like you don't, because if I go across a yeah. profile picture or a, a whatever dating profile of a guy with a big fish in his hand and sunglasses on and a baseball cap by the dock pass. Cause that's not for me, you know, like we just, and, or if I see yeah. a guy at yeah. the club and his only picture is him holding a, a bottle of ACE of spades <laughs> and he's sweaty in the club, I'm going <laughs> to pass. Like we all judge right, and right. it's, you know, you want to make sure that when people are judging you, they're judging you on the things that you actually want to be judged on. So I think that that's, yeah. that's yeah. super important. Exactly. Exactly. And also just making sure you show like a variation, enough of a variation, like Sure, have a couple sexy shots, but then make sure you're rounding it out with like other aspects of yourself. Yeah, no, exactly. A, a good picture with your pet always, I feel like, is, is a nice little, <laughs> you know, yes. peek into your life. Okay, if you have a vagina, then you know 
there are times when things just aren't right down there. You don't know what's going on. Maybe something smells a little off. Maybe something looks a little off. And it's like, do you send it in your group chat with your girlfriends? Like, who do you ask? Who do you go to? Who do you talk to? Well, you can talk to me because, you know, I love talking about this stuff. But this is why I am so happy to be teaming up with PhD Feminine Health. PhD offers trustworthy feminine care products that actually work. Because when you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. Plus, they're a woman-owned business, which, you know, that's very, very important to us here. PhD is a female-owned and founded company. And while I'm sure you've seen all of the talk on the internet about the boric acid thing, well, in case you don't know, boric acid is a natural compound found in seawater that has been recommended by doctors for decades as a safe and holistic alternative. And PHD is the number one doctor-recommended brand of boric acid vaginal suppositories. PHD offers a variety of holistic over-the-counter products, including their two new products, PHD Boric Acid Sensitive Foam Wash, the only boric acid foam wash on the market, and their PHD Boric Acid Moisturizing Suppositories, which are a holistic solution for vaginal odor while moisturizing your vagina as well. Both are available on Amazon and at Target. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineHealth.com win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty-free deluxe size beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100, plus a $500 Visa gift card. Go to phdfeminineHealth.com win and also get 20% off of all products right now using code CAMI. phdfeminineHealth.com win. Which apps are like your go-to or which apps do you see the most success for your clients when they use them? It, I, get to, I get asked that a lot. It's, it really depends on, you know, where you live, you know, your age. So much of it depends on that. I mean, obviously Hinge is like the app right now. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody pretty much is on Hinge. I mean, even like my some of my older clients in New, if you live in New York, you might be on that still. So really it depends on if you live in a city or not and how old you are. And, but you know, they're always, I recommend going on one of the like bigger apps, like match, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, depending on what you're looking for, you know, you'd go on JDate as well, or, you know, plenty of fish, depending on where you are, coffee meets bagel. I mean, it really just depends on person and how much effort they're putting into it as well. There's mm-hmm. no like magic, you know, app, but that being said, <laughs> I definitely see more people that meet somebody long-term, even if not getting married on Tinder. Mm. I think it's because there's just like the quantity of people. Yeah. You know? So if you're willing to weed through, you know, it just has a lot of different, it has everything. Yeah. Know? So if you're willing to be through that, you know, I think that that may be why more people meet people on there because there's just so many, I mean, everywhere you go, people are on Tinder. Yeah. So that's I true. Mean, I say the majority, the majority of people that I work with, maybe more so men than women, but are on Tinder as like one of their three apps, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. when you think of it that way, just the numbers statistically, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tinder has gotten like a bad rep for being the hookup app, but I've known of people to meet and get married off of Tinder. I know of people who've gotten married off of Hinge specifically. I love Hinge's like whole thing about like they're the app that's meant to be deleted. Like, I think that that's really cute. Mm -hmm. You know, OkCupid we talk about a lot on the show. So that's another, there's so many apps. And I also love like the niche ones, like 
locks club, like for, you know, Jewish people who are looking, I think they say something about like the app for Jewish people who like bougie things or something like that. I'm like, yes, like that, that's attractive to me. Like something like that, where, you know, there's like a specific area for everybody. And I think that it's great because there are a lot of people who don't find good luck on dating apps. You know, I know for a lot of my friends, you know, race plays a part a lot in like how many Mm -hmm. matches that they receive, depending on which app they're on. And it can be really frustrating Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So, yeah, you know, you recommend to be on a few apps at once. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're really wanting to meet somebody. Yeah, definitely. Two. I mean, if you're kind of new to it, I say ease into it, maybe with two and then do three if you're willing to, you know, put up, put in the work. I mean, it is like, I'm sure you've heard this. It's like, it's a part-time job, Mm -hmm. you know? So just really putting in the time. And if you're, if you're up for doing, then yeah, it's really so much about your attitude and how much you're willing to put into it. I mean, so many people put up a profile, they put their photos up, they write something and they kind of just sit back and wait for something to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. So yeah, you have to be really well, as someone who went over on over a hundred dates, you said into around there. Yeah, it was like just on under a hundred. So, and everyone mostly was someone that you met on an app. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, I think it was one person I was set up with, and then one person I met in like in real life when I was out one night. I mean, which is so funny because I mean, when I was newly single, I was going out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I met somebody one time. It wasn't for like lack of trying. I just, in my opinion, I think that it's because so many people, when you're out with friends, maybe you you don't even do that because you're like, you know that you can always just go home and go on your app to make a date with somebody. And maybe it's like, it's almost like people are just not even, they don't even know how to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be anxiety inducing too, because like, imagine you're a guy, there's like a group of really cute girls. There's this one that you want to go up to. You go up to her and she's like, oh, I'm taken. But my friend over here is single. And then it's like, oh, well, I didn't approach her first. So like, I, I just can imagine that it feels it can be. Yeah, it can be a lot. So I guess because clearly you had to be very like open minded to accept 100 dates from dating apps. Like, what do you say to people like me who are pretty picky? And it's kind of like, uh, swipe. <laughs> where, where do you which way do you swipe if you want to say no? Right. No, you swipe. No, swipe left. Swipe left. <laughs> See, I've never done this shit. And if I were to do it, I would just be swiping right on everyone because I think that that means no. Okay, so (laughs) swiping left. What do you say to those people who swipe left constantly and then they complain about not being able to get dates? Yeah, this is huge. It's a big part of what I'm working on with clients is getting them to, to kind of get out of that mindset. You know, and I think that here's a few things I want to say about that. One is there's so many people that when you meet them in real life, if maybe if you had seen them on a dating app, you wouldn't have thought that much of it, but their personality really is like so, you know, compelling or they're just super charming or whatever. There's just something about them, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something that doesn't always come through on photos. And so that's one thing I say is that like, sometimes it really just takes meeting in real life. And yeah, you know, as long, I think now since the pandemic, more people are, are kind of doing like a first date over video or mm-hmm. something to kind of 
you know, and that can be like a 15 minute thing, you know, yeah. which is a lot better than committing to an hour to get drinks, you know, and your commute there and your commute home. And like, that's a big commitment. Yeah. You know? So I think doing that is, is great too. And that's, I mean, again, you're not reading, meeting face to face, but you kind of get a feel for someone's personality at least. So I think that's really key is just remembering that not, first of all, not everybody is as photogenic as, you know, they might, you know, they might be so much better looking in person. Yeah. Their personality can make them so much more attractive. And so those are a few things. And then also just, you know, so I, I swiped right on, on my boyfriend. He wasn't my usual type at all. He really didn't have great photos. He had one good photo. I swiped right on him. And the first time we met, I was like, oh, he's not my type, you know, and, but he was really nice and super nice guy, very chatty, very outgoing. And I was like, he asked me out again and I went out again and I was like, yeah, I'm just not really feeling it, but he's so nice. I'm going to like, let's be friends. Kind of like thinking in my head, like I'll be friends with him. Yeah. We went out again and on the third date, I was like, I really shouldn't, I shouldn't go out with him again because he clearly is, you know, feels more romantically towards me and I didn't. Mm-hmm. But there was something that made me go out on that fourth date. And it was that fourth date where both of us like had less of our guard up. We were more funny and more who we are, really are. Yeah. And he was so much more funny once he was felt more comfortable around me. And that was like so much more attractive too. And I feel like once that happened, all this, it like really clicked for me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm totally into him. And then it was like, after that, we were together. It was like, we were a couple. And people think that that's crazy. Like, how did you, why would you ever go out with someone four times that you weren't unattracted to? And it, I mean, it is, I think for one, maybe I did have like a gut feeling Two, I think it was really so much about giving it a chance and, and, and like getting comfortable with one another and really yeah. letting our, I mean, cause when you think about it, when you first meet somebody on a date, you're not really who you are. Right. Like somebody, I think it was Chris Rock said, when you go out on a first date, you like, it's like you sent a representative of yourself. Oh, no, literally. Like it's that. like your highlight reel, like just yeah. like your Instagram, like you're yeah. going to, you're not going right. to unload your childhood trauma and your past relationship baggage on the first date. Like yeah. they, there's no oh, way for them to also- get to know you. Right. Right. And also, yeah, you're not being vulnerable in any way. Mm -hmm. You're like, you have your guard up or you're super freaking nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it could be one of those two things. So I really feel like somebody might not be their true selves until two or three dates in, you know, and I, so, and I tell this story because I think this is, this is also important to know is that I'm not saying to settle (laughs) and I'm not saying that you should can like I had a client call me. I knew she had a date the night before, and she called me the next day, and and I was like, "How did it go?" And she said, "Oh, it was fine. I don't think I'm attracted to him, but but I'm going to go out with him again." He asked me out again, and I'm, I said yes because I heard your voice saying, "Give it another chance." And she's like, "But I'm really dreading it." Oh. I was like, "No, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Like, if you're dreading being with that person, definitely don't go out with him again." Yeah, that's not what I'm saying at all. It should be somebody that you'd see yourself being friends with. So right. that's sort of a gauge. No. And the, and the chemistry doesn't always come right away. I mean, you, when you think about it, when we were in high school or college and you're with a group of friends and you start dating someone you've literally known for three years and all of a sudden it just clicks, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it isn't just an immediate thing, Yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure if you're dating, you know, it's like sometimes the things that are like 
crazy fireworks on the first date. I mean, those can be the worst of all. Yeah, they fizzle, <laughs> like, they fizzle out. I had that, yeah, that fizzles out or maybe you never hear from the person again. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just, you can't go on, on chemistry. I mean, everybody talks about chemistry, but for the first date, you really just can't can't expect that. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I love what you say about like not judging the pictures as much because not everybody's photogenic, but like you think about people that you're actually dating in real life that you know, and then you bring pictures of them to your friends and you're like, girl, okay, I'm going to show you his picture, but like he doesn't really take good pictures. Like this isn't really a good representation of how yes. he looks. Yeah. We do it yeah. all the time. We're like, okay, this is like a bad no. picture of him, but like, look, <laughs> you know, totally. like totally, it's you know. the same thing. We had a bunch of people reach out to us because they want some advice about their own dating profiles. And, you know, okay. you're here and who better, who better to talk to us <laughs> about this? Okay, so here goes the first one. I struggle meeting people just in general due to PTSD caused by a guy that I dated. I find apps easier to suss people out, but out of all the dates I've been on, they've all been awful for a different reason. I want to find love as a single girl for four years, but I'm starting to lose hope. Any advice on whether, oh, any advice on how to weed out the bad ones? Before, before you meet them, is, is that what she yeah. means? Like, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, there are definitely, I think when you look back at message exchanges between somebody, you can later see the red flags. I think that when you're really excited to meet somebody, you, you choose to overlook those red flags which we all do. It's mm -hmm. hard not to do that. But I think, you know, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like I got more and more used to kind of reading like, okay, well, he keeps taking at least a few days to respond to every text. Like, that's probably not a great sign, you know, and yeah. things like that, where you feel like you're, or you're the always the one who's carrying the conversation, or you're always the one to like, suggest going out or making the plan. That's a huge one for yeah. women, like women having to always make the plan. But I think that really, I mean, as far as her feeling like every date is horrible, it might also be coming from her PTSD where she's like kind of going to that place because she's got a guard up or, mm. you know, has like a, you know, she's trying to like protect herself. And, you know, and I was in that place too when I first started dating and it's so scary to put yourself out there and, and, feel vulnerable again. And, and it's a risk. Yeah. And I think, I think if you just know that going into it and, you know, try to protect yourself as much as possible, but also you really need to let people in, you know, to some degree before you can get to know one another. So, I mean, there's no easy answer to that, but I feel like, you know, just trying to, I guess, trust in yourself and your instincts and, and trying to show your vulnerability a little bit. And that's how you're going to really get to know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I think when you've been in a bad relationship, it's always going to be scary, but that, that is the risk. Like that's the risk that you're going to take with anybody that you mm -hmm. let into your life. It doesn't just have to be like a potential romantic partner. So yeah. Very, yeah. Very actually, true. that's a good point. Very yeah. true. Okay. We have a voicemail. So, my name is Bonchu Govina, and I have been on the dating apps for about four to five years now. I have had the longest experience of, like, maybe dating someone for three months tops, three, four months tops. 
I have gone on a multitude of dates, um, if that, and it's been kind of a crazy experience because, you know, I do have, I'm a black woman, I have a preference for dating black men, and we're already few and far between here, but it just seems like the black men really aren't looking for me, at least here, or looking for, you know, their fellow female counterparts in the Bay, and I don't know, they just act like, you know, the sun shines down on them or I guess all men in general, it's just like some of their bios are like the corniest shit I've ever seen in my life, like looking for emotional intelligence or, you know, maturity or just basic qualities somebody should really have um, and acting as if it's something special that they have. And it just gets really hard because for every 20 matches, 30 matches you may have, you will probably only talk to maybe two or three for a couple of days. And then maybe go on a date with one of them every few months or whatever. And then it's like a one date wonder because you realize like, oh shit, this person is A, really corny. B, just there's no connection there. And I've just resorted at this point, like from all my flop dating experiences, like I've had somebody literally ask me for a picture, picture on a date. I've had a man talk about all the people he's dated on our date and the type of women he dates. I have had, I've gone on a date eight with a man who I'm pretty sure was on the spectrum. Like, I've had some crazy experiences. So now I've resorted to either FaceTiming them before or talking to them on the phone before because I am done wasting my time and my money and my patience. And right now, gas prices are not cheap. So <laughs> <laughs> it cut off, but that is, you can is feel the true. frustration. There's so much frustration there. I know. I know. I know. How do you not I give up hope? I know. And, and she's not alone. That's the thing. I mean, that is, you know, obviously she's like creating, you know, she's telling like kind of her worst stories, of course. But, you know, I think that that just trying to stay as positive as you can and you are going to I mean, for one, I want to say I have a few things that I want to offer for advice to her is one is maybe she's messaging and matching with too many people at one time. Like maybe because she said she like matches with like 20 people and then has a few conversations and that only leads to like, you know, mm -hmm. maybe just narrowing it down. Like I, I know some people and I've I've tried this myself, too, where you match with like, say you match with five people. And then once you start conversations with those five people, you kind of don't keep swiping for a bit and mm -hmm. you just focus on those conversations and see where those like really put your energy into those and see where that's going to go. And then if, you know, if those turn into a few dates, then, you know, and, and some people like even, you know, they start dating those couple of people and don't, you know, again, don't, they're not swiping while they're doing that. And they're just dating a few people. And then if something fizzles out, maybe you <clears throat> add another person to that mix. But I think that when you're, when you have too many people, sometimes it's like you, you don't pay attention as much, or maybe you like let one fizzle out because you've got all these other ones that seem great. But then those fizzle out and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have left, you know, mm. I think it's just keeping it as kind of like a tight group for a bit and then, you know, expanding as you need to yeah. as people kind of fall off. And that's just part of the process. People, you know, whatever, you have a great conversation and then you never hear from them again or they go off the app or like, I mean, who knows? And that has nothing to do with you. Right. That, you know, they don't even know you. So that's like their own thing. And just really narrowing in on the type of person that you you know, that you want to be with. And from the messaging, you know, I think you're not going to maybe be able to tell that from the photos, but from the messaging, I think you can 
kind of glean that a little bit. And then she's smart to start doing FaceTime calls. That's really, I'm really trying to encourage more and more people to do that because it's saving people a lot of (laughs) energy and time and energy, really. It's so much to do with energy because like, you know, an hour every time you go out on a date, that's like, it's a lot of your, that you're putting out there, you know? So yeah, that's my biggest fear personally. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, as far as the whole, you know, being a black woman trying to date a black man thing, that's going to happen on and off the app because unfortunately it's, it's a thing and it's an issue. And I don't know uh, any other black woman that's not experiencing the same issue, even from high school, trying to find out like, is this person, is this person who I think is supposed to be attracted to me going to be attracted to me? It, that's a whole a bigger conversation right. that we got to have another time on another day, but it is a problem. Yeah. No, I've, I've <laughs> she's not that. alone. I've, yeah. No. And I, I have a lot of black female clients that say the same thing. Yeah. They exactly. I yeah. think it's, that's a really common feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exhausting. We'll, we'll berate their mothers about that at some point. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing we could do. We just have to talk. That would be a good episode is having, having some, some moms on the show to like. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about their dusty Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. Okay. Here goes another one. (laughs) I have tried every app and cannot seem to get any matches I'm excited about. I'm wondering if my preferences, I hate the word standards in this instance, are too high or am I just in the wrong city? I'm from Chicago and I live in New York City. All of my friends back home are meeting great guys that actually ask them out or at least message and talk to them. Guys in New York City can't seem to even do that through a freaking app. Any advice I'd appreciate because I or I would like to think the male species fucking need it. Okay, well, that is true about New York men. Yeah, it is. L.A. men, too. I would say I was going to say L.A. is probably similar Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. I mean, not for whatever reason. I know the reason. It's because there's just too many awesome women in one place and they yeah. can't like like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what to say that really. I mean, I actually, <laughs> I'm like a believer in, I mean, I don't know her age or what her situation is, but I often feel like people that aren't from New York should expand their reach to other cities and other areas. Because I think that, I mean, especially now in modern times, like there's a lot of people that are willing to relocate mm-hmm. or change jobs for the right person, yeah. you know, and I feel like more and more I hear of, of people meeting somebody. I mean, my boyfriend, actually, when we met, he was only in New York one week a month and he was in DC for a week a month and then he traveled all over. So I like barely saw him anyway, but because I think he wasn't like a New York guy, I think that's why it worked for us. Mm-hmm. But, and I really feel like, you know, he wasn't jaded yet. You know, because he he was had been divorced for a bit, but he hadn't been in New York long enough yes. for enough time to really become that yes. kind of person. So, and again, I feel like I've heard of a lot of or worked with women who have met people, and also friends that have met people who don't live here and have dated. I mean, whether or not it lasted or not is you know another thing. But I think that going outside of your area is not such a bad idea. Yeah. So I don't know helpful for her but that is that that is a total thing i mean that west elm caleb yeah oh my god west elm caleb i need to have him on the podcast (laughs) you have to i need to know what's going on there yeah oh my god i would definitely you have to i would love to hear what he has to say no but when i i actually it's funny because i mentioned that to 
my boyfriend and I was like, oh, you know, West Elm Caleb and he hadn't heard about it. And I described the situation. He's like, isn't that literally every New York guy? Yeah, literally, literally making everyone fall in love with them and then just like pitching. And honestly, it's it's a thing in L.A. too. Like I am convinced that the person that I'm going to end up with is on their way here from another country or another state or somewhere like he is somewhere else and he's coming here. And he's not going to have right. been ran through already by every L.A. club girl. And, you know, he's still going to be yeah. sweet and lovely and excited to meet me. And I'm just okay. that's, that's what I'm you're, manifesting. You're manifesting that mm-hmm. you are manifesting that. Yeah. Like, seriously, I think it's going to happen because <laughs> it is it, it's yeah. crazy how I, I actually know a few girls who are dating guys who are from Ohio. Apparently, Ohio guys are really, really great. I don't know. But I think that there is something to expanding your reach because you just never know. The person could be like, oh, yeah, I just got a job offer in Atlanta. Like I was thinking about moving there. Like maybe I'll come visit and then they meet you and then you guys fall in love and then they take the job and then it's like a fairy tale. Yeah, you never. I'm mean, really. You never know. Yeah. And I think people are willing to to relocate it again for the right person. So. Right. Right. Well, that is amazing yeah. advice. Thank you so much. And if people want to hear more and learn more from you, where can they find you? Well, my website is stylemyprofilenyc.com, and on there you can also there's a link to buy the book. And and then on Instagram, I'm it's my name at Alyssa Deneen, and then we also have an Instagram for style my profile too. I love it. And are you taking new clients still? I am. I mean, it's yeah, I am. The short answer is yes. Okay. I might have to sign up, girl, because, you know, I don't I don't know. I'm still thinking I'm going to get murdered. So if we can get past that, then maybe we can get to making that. That's easy. I can. Yeah, I can definitely convince you you're not going to get murdered. Okay, that would be nice. (laughs) That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch a new episode of Relationship every single Friday. Make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss any of the action. And I want to hear from you. So please, if you love the show, leave us a review. But by review, you know I only need five stars only. And let us know what you think. Make sure you follow us on socials at Relationship on Instagram and at Relationship Pod on Twitter. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye, bestie.